Hello and welcome to episode three of What's Your Anchor? Today we're talking to Rory Aaron. So Rory is a poet, he is a theatre maker, he's a musician and he's also a friend. Um, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a great guy to speak to and uh, he's doing a lot of exciting projects at the moment and we discussed them a little bit as well as exciting projects that we've both witnessed firsthand with our eyes. Uh, such as Rat Race, the film starring Rowan Atkinson in the early 2000s. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, was a, it, was, it was great to chat with him and we go for a run. Uh, the run happens at the end of the episode and it's only a five minute run at most, I think. We normally run a lot longer than that uh, when we're not recording a podcast episode, but we're in a rush because I needed to get to work <laughs> and we also weren't sure how it was going to sound either until we'd sort of press stop. So I, originally the plan was going to be the entire episode was going to be on a run, but I thought as, we, as we're as we running and it's getting windy and we're uh, sort of getting more and more out of breath, it might just sound odd to listen to. Um, so yeah, we record it in the rehearsal room where Rory currently is. Uh, yeah, he's at Contact Theatre rehearsing for his, his new project. Uh, like I said, he talks about that a little bit anyway. But yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Like I said, it's a lovely chat. Here's Rory Aaron. Well, hello, Rory. Hello. Um, and thank you for agreeing to be on What's Your Anchor? Um, we've not actually, un- unlike the previous episodes, we've not done What Your Anchor is yet. No. But we, we are going to be doing it afterwards. No. Um, so would you like to tell everyone what your anchor is? So my anchor is running. That's what I've mm. picked. Um, cause I think that's probably the thing that stayed with me the longest time that I always fall back on. When you say the, the longest time, how long is, so is that? I've been running. Were you one of the people who ran before you could walk, literally? No, I bum shuffled. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nightmare when you're in an attic. Um, <laughs> That's an awful image to start. No, no, I started. <laughs> no, I, 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 I was a bum shuffler, a walker, then a runner. Right. Um, I got into running when I was like 11 um, and did it pretty obsessively till I was like 16 and then stopped um, and then picked it back up when I was about 24. So, wait, so you stopped when you were 16 and then picked yeah. it back up? So that's... I, I, kinda, I, I, I would still occasionally go for a jog through those years, but I was doing other things. I was going yeah. to the pub and yeah. I was being young and having fun. And then I guess at 24, I was like, I've got to stop having so much fun. Yeah, because when the choice is go for a pint or go for a run, I know which one I normally fall on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got to sort of overcome that and go, actually... Um, actually, yeah, to be fair, my when, when you first said, like, running's your... Uh, anchor um, it like f- for me I was like yeah that that sounds like something I would like to be my anchor like, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a good uh, a good sort of healthy positive thing to be um, to do and I know that actually I, I think I might have used it as my anchor in a way over lockdown yeah I was like a proper um, proper jogger <laughs> I say proper yeah like you know if Mo Farah's listening um, not he'd be worried yeah <laughs> He'd probably just be a bit insulted because he's like, no, you you ran like 4K every two weeks, isn't it? That's but um, <laughs> no, but I did actually. I got uh, I got in the habit of like going pretty much every day, and it was right. my way of like it just especially like, I was living on my own over lockdown as well wow. uh, for a bit, and it was like yeah, it was just very very like isolating. But like going out, having Strava. I don't know if you use yeah, it. big well into Strava. Oh yeah, yeah well, we should add each other on Strava. Yeah. I, I, that, you'd never see any, any activity <laughs> from me. But uh, back in lockdown, you would have done, and that was like uh, 
I think for me, I don't know if this is the case for you, but like that competition element really mm-hmm. added something like breaking my own records. And at one point, I was like 19th quickest down Canal Street really? um, on, on a run. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I definitely put that on your CV. Yeah, I was really proud of it. And I was looking forward to saying stuff about that when, you know, when I'm out on Canal Street and, and sort of like being in the smoking area. Yeah. It's like a pulling tactic. Like, did you know, like, you're looking at the guy who's 19th. Top 20. Yeah, top 20. That is the top 20, actually. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, um, but I've, I've lost my record now. I'm not, not 19. I thought that was interesting in lockdown. Yeah, how everyone started exercising mm. and it was and running. It was like dealing with the stress. I think. Yeah. And um, so yeah. I got in. Yeah, really in like a big way. Um, um, I was doing it all the time, like every morning. I was going out and running silly distances. Well, yeah. How far? Um, I, I was doing like half marathons. Um, so I was going out and they just got longer. Like oh I, they just got longer and longer. Um, and I was getting up earlier and earlier. Yeah. Was that in, so you, do you live in Stockport, right? So I live in Reddish, yeah. We Reddish. just, moved, so just moved, moved in with my girlfriend, like it was about a month before lockdown. Right. Um, so it was a bit of a baptism of fire. We got through <laughs> it. We got through it somehow. Yeah, uh, it's, a good, uh, it's a good test, isn't it, for any relationship, I think. Yeah. Um, so what, what is it about, like, running? And then did you, like, did you feel like you lost whatever feeling running gives you like during that age of like 16 to 24 like was your mental health is there like a, if you drew a graph of your mental health would it was it worse when you weren't running or um yeah I think, that, I think that's a really interesting question um okay so does it help it definitely helps and keeps mm. keep my mental health intact and i think it's a really important and positive part of my life um i've definitely gone through periods where my mental health hasn't been very good and i haven't been running right um, and i've like fallen away and you can get into like an unhealthy lifestyle yeah, um, sure. but at the same time, sometimes when I'm running the most and I'm like at my fittest, that can also be a sign that my mental health that I'm struggling because uh, it's a way of gaining control. And it's, okay, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah, so, so it's like you're running because you feel shit. Yeah, and I'm trying to find yeah, I'm trying to find happiness in it, uh, or it's the way of maybe other things are out of control, and that's mm. and I can become really obsessive and controlled over this one thing. Mm. Um, which is running and that so I think it's really good to have like a balance and not to yeah so even though it is my anchor I can sometimes it can sometimes become a negative as well yeah okay when you, yes when you're doing like too much of it yeah it's like I guess at least it's a sign that like you've got that you recognize as mental health because I think that's part of the battle isn't it like recognizing patterns and stuff and yeah um, definitely what I'm sort of getting is it's like it's not so it's your it's your anchor but it's also you need other things to fall into place uh, as well for like that to... Yeah, so, um, I d- so I definitely think it's my anchor in the sense of whenever I've gone through a period of, I guess, like struggling, it's the thing that normally brings me back. If that mm. make, like, so it's always the thing I fall back on, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's always the, I don't know if you, yeah, if you've had a bit of a bad mental health period um, and yeah, I'm kind of, do you know, you get to that point where like, oh, I need to kind of rebuild myself a little bit here. Hmm. Generally, that starts with like, right, get a routine of running, yeah, kind of thing, sure. and from that, um, it helps. It kind of really builds like confidence, and it builds self-esteem, and it builds all, and it builds structure, and it builds all those things. Um, I guess, yeah, it can get unhealthy when, I guess, maybe sometimes your whole life can then become dictated around it. When you say things like, "I'm not going to go out for a pint tonight," because I've got to do a run in the morning. Or mm. do you know what I mean? And you, yeah, and, yeah. and you, you sometimes, yeah, you need to put it in perspective of like 
that doesn't actually matter if you can run at that pace. <laughs> like, in the great scheme of things, the point yeah. is you go out for a jog yeah, and you yeah. feel healthy. The point isn't that you've, mm. you've finished trying not being able to stand. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting because uh, I think there's quite a lot of examples of people talking about how like exercise can become unhealthy for, for them as well as like being something that's really healthy. But it's mm. like, it's hard to do, to like, um, to like make that a, a thing. Whereas like, something like having a pine hmm. is easy to like stigmatize and make it seem like no that's if you go oh yeah no i'm going for a pint and everyone's like oh are you sure like it's, hmm. it sounds like more of more of a negative thing whereas running it seems like just a positive thing and it can only be a positive thing because it's exercise and it gets you out and everything like that but um yeah and i, but I guess we kind of it's strange maybe it's not strange it's interesting like at the moment we kind of live i feel like we live in a society where sometimes definitely on like instagram and like kind of influences where it's not just enough to be fit you've got to be super duper fit mm. Do you know what I mean? you've got to be in like insane shape um and i think maybe that pressure can sometimes play into it and i don't think that's necessarily the healthy uh, the healthiest way to think like, yeah i think it's just good to exercise and good to like i don't race or anything like that i think no. that isn't like necessarily like the greatest of spaces whereas like just going out and getting into the countryside and going for runs that's like the really holistic kind yeah, of time yeah. Of it, I do remember sense. actually one time when I was uh, like doing it quite a lot over lockdown running and uh, I felt really good after a run and then I looked at Strava and I realised didn't beat any of my records yeah, well, yeah. I was actually just really slow like for long periods of it and I was like oh god like and then I felt bad because I felt like I'd got less fit even though I didn't yeah. feel like that but that's the I think the weird yeah Strava can get a bit like that <laughs> or comparing yeah, you yeah. compare yourself to different people oh um, god yeah because some of the people I have on Strava I mean you'll be another one if I do add you on there but um, I'm just like yeah, yeah I did like 5k and mm. then like there'd be someone who just did like 160 kilometers on a, on their bike yeah it's ridiculous some of I'm them. just like what how it's so inconceivable how, how they do that it's mad but um yeah, but I think overall, I think that's it's like it's been positive. But yeah, so because I, I was just going to ask actually, what do you think? Like, what how, what's your journey with mental health been like growing up? Has it been like an adult thing, a child thing, or has it been? Yeah, I think it's kind of. I always find that a bit tricky because I don't feel like there was that much of a conversation around mental health when we were that young. No. So I think looking back on it, it was definitely um, someone, a young person that struggled with their mental health. Um, and I think that's linked back to a few different things. Um, but Is it more like anxiety or how? Yeah, I think anxiety, pressure, putting loads of pressure on myself, um, kind of depression, I mm. think, um, something that I kind of have recognised in like my adulthood, that yeah. that's something, adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something that I go through and that's something that like, but I also kind of think that it's quite, it can, that's quite a natural thing like you mm. shouldn't feel like happy 24-7 you know that's that's an unnatural thing well that's like you were saying before about like social media and pressures with yeah. that like it does seem like uh, everyone else has just got it figured out apart from you Not yeah, that, totally. I, I'm talking like about myself in the third person there like yeah. rather than we've all got it figured out Roy but you haven't <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so yeah but and I guess that um, in terms so yeah so definitely had like mental health stuff growing up um, and still do and I guess like get, just to bring it back yeah bringing it back to running it's like what I love about it is like how simple life is when you're out on a run mm. suddenly everything you're worried about I don't necessarily go out for a run and like think about stuff right I don't think that's what I kind of go out for a run and nothing matters except just finishing the run 
and is do you have to like consciously stop yourself like if you're really like stressed or, or anything do you have to like uh consciously like go no i'm not going to think about it i'm just going to run or does that naturally happen i think that naturally happens um, mm. to be honest i think like um and i think yeah that that i just kind of hit like quite a zen state where everything feels really still and um and quite peaceful yeah but uh, that's 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 great uh, there's there's people who will be listening who will be like my experience of running is just exactly the opposite way <laughs> yeah just feel sick as soon as you start well, there is that there's definitely yeah. that in it as well um yeah i remember um amy having uh she had a joke about that in a stand-up about like it didn't make her feel i mean i'm crediting it here with it but like it didn't make her feel like regenerated or anything like that it just made her like want to throw up and have a pie or something like that like she yeah. was just like she was like it was awful like she just feels like getting going on runs for her and this is how it was for me when I was uh, growing up actually and then I just got to a point I think it's because I was like I was really like anxious and I was also like I was madly in love with this girl in like mm. sixth form and she uh, and basically I just run to her house all the time with, with permission with permission yeah um, <laughs> but I just feel like I didn't have a car and I was just like yeah. I'll just I sort of started running and I was like yeah, yeah if I just get like I turn into one of those like fit looking people right that never happened but i mean right. my um i just got like a skinnier version of me which isn't what i had in my head of being like channing tatum or something <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. but yeah like I, I just hit this like thing where i was like oh yeah no actually i do really enjoy running yeah um so it's like it's like i always find like i've not i definitely don't want to give the impression i'm someone who is like super fit all the time i'm not mm. like i kind of i do go through phases um the, the, it's getting more consistent now I'm getting older I guess I'm just naturally healthier um, like definitely um, but I guess yeah those when you've not been let's say you've had like six months where you've been getting on the booze and you've been getting on the six like mm. um, and then you, you kind of realise that you've got a bit too, unha- too unhealthy and then that like those like first few runs are awful they're horrible mm. but it's like getting through that that I find quite intriguing yeah like kind of like getting and then slowly you kind of and it takes the older you get this takes longer <laughs> like that's also something I've noticed yeah. and it takes less drinking and, and smoking yeah that's the annoying part isn't it like it used to be like yeah when I was even like 22, 23 it'd be like ah oh, well I'll get six months getting on it and three runs and I'll be back yeah and that night is like go out, go for a night out and I'm knocked out for three weeks wow and like yeah it's awful <laughs> yeah um, and, and have you have you ever been like uh, was it just an actual thing or you like told that um, or maybe you should like go out and get exercise like were you like feeling like really bleak and being like I don't want to leave the house and then no, I like, go out for a I, run it's the opposite I think I was like as a kid super high energy like super right. high energy um, so that just kind of maybe like quite a clever parenting strategy mm. where they're like right well you're going to go and run around fields <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I definitely wanted to do it I, yeah. I, well I came I, I used to play football loads and I was quite good at football growing up and then we did like a, a school cross country and I didn't do and I then came home and was like oh I quite enjoyed that mm. and then the next thing I know I was like going running three times a week for a club and that, it was like and I, th- I think for me it was I was so high energy it was a way just to tie me out yeah it was like old school, just like yeah go and tie yourself out um, and I think it's the same really mm. yeah I used to be the only time I could get exercise was doing a sport when I was like mm. in in high school because I hated running right. when it, we did a cross country run and that didn't inspire me at all like it has done for you like me and my friend ended up like crawling through the, the bushes 
because uh, <laughs> it was a shortcut if you amazing crawl. so it's like rather than doing like whatever it was like 2k if you crawl through the bushes it would only be like 0.3k or something right yeah. so um you, you get like scratches and stuff and you might get caught but that was that's us. the risk we hated it yeah we were just like this is awful i don't want to we just had lunch as well wow like, no, I, yeah. I never got that like pee after lunch was just the worst right? yeah it's bad isn't it? it's horrible especially if you someone like me just eat the equivalent of two lunches yeah well I used, we used to have these like um they were like shortbreads they were like super thick like that like that size this isn't mm. going to help the podcast viewers but they were big <laughs> with like I'm talking like two thumbs worth of icing on top wow and they were like 80p or even less maybe like 40p that's dangerous isn't it um, and so I used to I used to, cause I, I got, yeah I used to smash the sugar when I was yeah up oh yeah so. yeah I think I used to have like McDonald's like four times a week when I was Jeez. in college Wow. Yeah, I'm calling. Yeah, because that, that's like you're kind of freer, aren't you? Exactly, to... and it's that excitement. So like, oh, I can do it, so why don't I? Yeah, um, and then you find out why you don't do it just because you can <laughs> quite quickly because <laughs> it's awful. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad I had that like um, growth with with running to be honest, yeah. um, where I like do enjoy it now. Um, but with uh, with your mental health, like, have you yeah. have you had like um, have you, have you ever like been in a position where you've had like professional help or is it yeah so I, yeah. I went through um, kind of I think three or four months of therapy um, okay. that was when I was 26 I kind of had like a little bit of a life implosion um, and kind of lost it a little bit um, but was really lucky to be working for a charity at the time that were really supportive and like mm. through them got, got some some help which was really good um, and yeah, so and then there was a brief period at school where I was um, seeing a counsellor as well. Hmm. Um, so I guess that was like recognising like a mental health um, thing was going on. Um, and did you with the counsellor one did you, at the school? Did you say like oh, I need? I think I need to speak to someone. Or did they like recommend it because of like your behaviour? My behaviour. Um, How was your behaviour? Do you know what? Generally, I was pretty well behaved at school. I was kind of more just not asked in lessons. Hmm. Um, so I was. Because I, I, I just loved, I was kind of a very classic boy that I just loved sports and everything else I was totally disengaged with. So I, I was never a troublemaker, but I, I would just be at the, at the back of the class kind yeah. of thing. Quite, um, but and then there was one, <laughs> one day where I, I think I ended up throwing it. I just totally lost the plot at this, I won't say his name, um, but he was a friend and just ended, I'd lost it like through a chair. Right. Um, at him or at in him, general. Yeah, right. um, and <laughs> yeah just thinking my mum listening to this um, <laughs> and then and then from that they were like okay and had just like a bit of a break and I think loads of stuff was getting on top of me um, with all the stuff that was going on um, and that was like a, a behavioural kind of I don't know even that and then through that got some counselling yeah because maybe but I mean it wasn't great like let's not it was like I think like at that point it was I used to go in and get given like a curly whirly Mm. It was that kind of. That solved my mental health issues. I think <laughs> some tough fudge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, our, our school nurse. I don't think we even had a counsellor really. I think our, we had a school nurse that just gave you like a Lucozade tablet, whatever the issue. That's wild. Yeah, yeah that's great. Just sugar. Yeah. Remember Lucozade? They've kind of done, they're not there anymore. No, they've they've, they've lost their. They were weirdly uh, like marketed as like a healthy sweet. Yeah. Weren't they? Like, yeah. I can remember like smashing packs of days and being like, it's fine because it's Lucozade. Yeah. I think it became quite quickly evident that it was not. Well, I, I think it was just, it was basically like a sh- orange sugar cube. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't say I enjoyed them when I did have them, to be honest. Oh, really? There's, I used to quite like them. I, did, I just think they were a bit intense. Yeah, I mean, I used to put a full pack away. Wow, when just one sitting? Yeah, easily, no problem. <laughs> no wonder you high energy. I, know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I was wild. Um, yeah, I'm assuming with the, like, like, part of the reason they got you that counselling then is because they knew that that wasn't something that you would normally do. You weren't. Yeah, like, I think that was it. That I was normally quite a, um, yeah, that, that it was like a, an out there thing mm. for me to do. Um, and it, I guess it was, it was useful in terms of like learning about behavioural management and like yeah. situations of like, just leave. Like when scenarios get intense, the best thing to do is take yourself out of that scenario. Yeah, um, which is actually really hard to do. Um, yeah, that took a lot. I've, I think I've only like learned that properly, um, like in the last few years. To be honest, yeah, no. You, sometimes you get you get yourself into like a mad debate with your friend when you're pissed or something. Oh, definitely. And it's just like, why are we doing it? The circular, the, cir- the the drunken circular argument. <sighs> no, 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 no. Put, put, put finger in. Ch- no. Yeah. So many of those at the start of lockdown. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that was why you're, everyone's just cooked up, and then you just start debating. Like it's a mad, complicated issue. Mm. Um, but yeah, so do you, so did you do you mean that that counselor then they they gave you uh, a bit of a, like a grounding of like those behavioural sort of yeah, techniques? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, it was a different. I sound really old, but it was it was a different time. It felt <laughs> like I I think like from the amount of work I've done with young people now, they're so much more aware of it. Mm. Um, things like um, yeah, mental health, neurodivergency, learning. I guess part of neurodivergency isn't it things like ADHD dyslexia Mm. stuff like that that just weren't like a thing growing up like at all I don't know if it was the same for you but like Mm. and they're also linked with mental health aren't they Um, and like kind of explanations for why you may feel in certain ways and that was just such not a conversation happening with in our our generation it didn't feel like I think I'm a bit old how old are you? 28 oh pretty much 30 so yeah, pretty yeah, similar. Pretty much, yeah. There might be a few differences. Yeah. Do you remember Keenan and Cal? Cos I can, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just checking, just yeah. checking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and my friend actually have been having a discussion recently about how how alarming it is how few people have seen the film Rat Race. Don't know if you've ever That's, seen it. Do you know what? That was the first 12 I ever went to see. Was it? I think I was too young. I was, I was maybe 9 or 10, and I, I think it was a mate. I had a mate who was slightly older. And we went for his birthday, and I can remember it was like the first twelve I saw. That's it was brilliant. What a, what a great first twelve film to see. Yeah, what a, what a film. <laughs> it is. What a hilarious. If I remember it, it being as funny as it was. It is. Yeah, it is. Is Rowan Atkinson? Is it? Yeah, I know it's got a mad cast. I think my my friend's got the actual um, stat, but I think it's something like it's a film. One of the first, I mean, he says it's one of the first films to comprise like three or four Oscar winners in one film. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Was there a rat race too? Or was it just uh, a one-off? I don't think so. That's a shame. They yeah. could bring that back. They could bring it, it back. Work. Yeah. No, I think it would do really what well. What was the twist? Was there a twist at the end? Yeah. Oh, I think they... What was it? They... Um, Did they all work together in the end or something? Yeah, like and then they like... But they share the money out with the audience and stuff and they start giving it... Like the guy who's got the tongue thing, uh, the, the tongue piercing, he's like... <laughs> and did it all... <laughs> And it all like, oh yeah, God, yeah. yeah. It's all sorts. I actually uh, you got the tongue piercing on the journey, right? 
No, he just had it, and then he, and then, and then they're, <laughs> I've just remembered. And then it, they're yeah. in the car, and someone else who's got a tongue piercing. Then she gets the boobs out for him because he's got a tongue piercing. If only it was that easy. Oh, the nineties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I do. What I've been saying that. I've just been watching watch Woodstock. Oh, the doc, I heard about it. Yeah, oh, it makes you realise that you don't say over oh, the night. Yeah. You know, Ooh, the night. Yeah, I've I've heard that it's something you've got to be mentally prepared to watch because it's it's quite it's, um, it's cr- a crazy story. Yeah. <laughs> if we digress, we digress. Um, I just want to watch Rat Race now. Um, but yeah, okay. So so you grow you grew up. Uh, you were watching Rat Race. You're going for runs. Yeah. Um, you had the um, chair incident counselling. Yeah, I, I guess after school you had like a period of uh a period of time where because it was 25 wasn't it when you had 24 25 i got back into it and i think that was a real like year of growing up for me Mm. i'd say um in terms of i kind of i was teaching at the time and i was probably like oh certain kind of lifestyle traits aren't healthy yeah um let's let's kind of switch it up and yeah and i just kind of booked booked a half marathon and was like right i'm going to do this and oh, it's just like straight away. Then you were just like, "That's my thing that will make me feel." Yeah, like, I think that because I, I think what what I found, okay, like what what I struggle with and something that I struggle with my mental health is like the when you're in a job, how secular it becomes. Mm. So how every day does and like how you have to wake up at the same time every day and you have to that I find that really gets me depressed. Yeah, and this kind of total expectancy. Do you know what I mean of the day? If that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, you know exactly what's coming, basically. Yeah, more or less. And it's like, you're just part of this, like... Uh, I just felt like I, it, I was part of this... Just this just this machine that you mm. would just wake up, you know, you know... And I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I wasn't... You know, there was nothing... And I, I think running it's kind of, was something that I was like, right, again, it gave me control and it gave me a real sense of purpose again. And it was the, the place I could go to where if I say why is it my anchor it's because when I go running I probably am that's when I feel most myself Mm. do you know what I mean yeah that's where it's like it's the thing I've done since I was 11 it's the thing where I feel most kind of at ease with myself and kind of oh this is Rory going for this isn't like do you know how you can get I mean your 20s are crazy you can get caught up in so many things Mm. not not making me sound like I was like but but just like (laughs) there's nothing like crazy but just like that your direction of your life can Mm. just go suddenly like time starts moving really quickly doesn't it yeah oh god yeah yeah Um, no it does and you're like and you don't feel and you're not on this linear path that you've kind of maybe felt like you were on and stuff like that and I guess like running is for me is like the escape of that. that yeah. It's like that's kind of oh it's Rory doing this, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And you don't really need to like be anyone else other than just being with yourself on a run. Yeah. Um I had a I think like in my twenties, um, I don't know if it's the same for you, but like I, I had all these rules that of like right. my what what my life was gonna be like or what I would like what you know, who I would be when I was in like high school. Okay. And like yeah. my twenties um, have sort of been about like breaking those rules. Really. Okay, and what were the rules? It's like oh, just like expectations of like oh yeah, by twenty five, this is what you'll be doing, and this mm. is, and like my and like my career. I was just like oh yeah, this is all I want to do, and that's what mm. I'm just gonna do. And uh, I guess ways of like my values or ways of being. Um, yeah. I just I don't know. I was like I, I thought that I'd had it. Like I thought I'd got it figured out. 
Um, and then like in my twenties, I was like, no, this isn't how the world works at all. Um, no, yeah, and I think I think that's really, um, I think that's quite common, isn't it? Mm. To, um, I mean, I, so I was probably the total opposite of that, though. Right. In the sense, okay. I, so, in the sense, I don't think I ever really kind of had a vision for how I wanted to live. Right. Um, and I think that was like a real lack of belief of like what I wanted mm. to do. So like the fact that it's been in my late twenties that I've started doing loads of creative things. Yeah. Whereas part of me is like, why are you doing this when you tell you what, man? <laughs> and I <laughs> yeah. think that was just like a total not believing, not kind of being honest about what I wanted to do and just kind of being like, oh, I'll try this and I'll try that and it'll mm. be fine. Whereas actually like, there was actually this thing going on much lower in the surface. The, like the mental health stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, to, to kind of, that, that needed to be tackled, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And how did it go when you did start getting like professional help again in your mid twenties? Well, okay. So it, it felt like it was really good because obviously you start talking about stuff and you start realizing how bigger things, certain things are that when you're younger, you don't mm. recognize. So, um, as a kid, I had meningitis and um, right. I was in hospital for quite a long time. Um, and How old were you when that? I think I was like eight. Right. Okay. Um, but I was I was there for a, quite a while. It was quite serious, and never really, but never really considered it as like a serious thing. Mm. But um, that was obviously quite a traumatic thing. And then when I was between like eighteen and twenty-two, um, lost a couple of mates. Um, and again, weirdly, I know this sounds mad, but was just kind of like, oh, okay, mm. uh, this has happened. It was obviously really sad. Um, and it wasn't until I guess I so and they were like, oh, that's like quite a big deal. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's quite um, that's quite a significant thing to happen. Mm. It, it was part of one football team. Um, two totally different. I don't really want to go into what that's happened. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and it was the same team we played from like year under nines to under sixteens. So right. Was, you know, um, so you, um, but weirdly, just didn't massively. Yeah, didn't like process. I don't. I, just didn't process it any of that yeah so and I think I guess like maybe therapy was the first time I actually spoke about it and someone went ooh that's quite you, like, how, how was that do you think that was like think? a part of the um, not exactly like the self belief thing that you've mentioned about uh, that you sort of didn't have yeah um, but like do you think it's like your self worth as well I guess like when those things were happening you were like well this isn't like especially like losing friend it's like that's not you know I, I'm not the one who's should be like the victim here it's it's them and it's their families or whatever and or like is that completely wrong or? no potentially I think there's like a hierarchy of grief isn't that yeah um I think I can remember Chloe saying that like when mm. I first I mean contact has been such an important space yeah like I can remember like Chloe saying that in like a just a meeting and me being like that's a really good point <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah definitely kind of I guess like um yeah, being like, oh, maybe it isn't my place to feel that affected by it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, but also, like, maybe just, I think just being, I think if you kind of, obviously it all happened when I was at uni and I was like moved, so I wasn't at where it was happening. And so you were around people who don't really know you. Mm. And so they probably, and everyone's quite young, and they, no one really gets that. It, so you kind of don't really want to acknowledge that it's a big deal, you no. know? Um, and you can't, yeah. So, I mean, there's loads of like complicated reasons. But yeah, and then a lot of, I guess, like my first batch of writing, 
I'm kind of moving on a bit. We was kind of in and around that and this like idea of loss and friendship and stuff like that. Um, and what kind of therapy was it that you had when, uh, like, was it when you were 24, 25? Um, was it like CBT or? It was CBT, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was, and it was, like, it was hard. Like, I found it really draining. And I'm still not like, I, I'm still, I still don't know how much use it is to go in a room and speak about feeling sad. Hmm. Sometimes I like now I've kind of I think I've grown so much since twenty since the age of twenty four, and I find it much healthier to go and express that through music or express that through poetry or do you know what I'm, hmm. they feel like much healthier spaces. Yeah, and it's quite a very. Um, I remember reading an article ages ago, and I'm not going to do it justice. About it's a very westernized view of like processing trauma mm. of going into like a room and speaking about it yeah and, and I still don't know yeah if that is the best way sometimes like it was definitely useful at that point but I, I found it incredibly dry and I was chatting to someone recently who's going through that and it's like not wanting to go and it's kind of that's like a really fine um, reaction to that isn't yeah, it? yeah. I mean, like, I said, don't want to do that today like then don't with that in mind did you did you find it difficult to even bridge that gap to getting professional help or did you find it really easy to like pick up the phone and talk to your GP about it I think I was um, do you know what I was working for a charity at the time and it was very I think I was around people that had gone through therapy and it, I, it was never something I'd really considered but I think because I was and it was the first time I was really in an environment where people would speak about mm. their mental health and, pe and, and so um, I've also, yeah, I was 26 not 24, sorry, I was right, out okay. by two years my bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and so so that just, I think it, it didn't feel like that big a step mm. at that moment but if someone had said to me like a year before yeah. I'd know where it had been because I just wasn't in that environment I was in a totally different environment where those conversations just weren't happening. So you were speaking to them about about like like your issues, were you? Or was it more like... Not necessarily my issues, but maybe just around... Do you know what? Maybe around people who were speaking about their mental health. Right. And being like, oh, right, okay, this is a conversation to have. Yeah. Kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, th I think just to go back to your, your point as well about like different ways of expressing... Um, like trauma or problems or mental mm. health. Um, like, yeah, I think, I think like creative ways is, is, is a really great way of doing that. Um, I was actually talking today with my uh, friend who's writing a comedy show though about mm. uh, his experiences and how like um, one of the shows he wrote in the past, like he sort of doesn't, like he wasn't quite aware of like how vulnerable he would feel. Totally, um, to and that's something I've been going through with, um, so with, I guess, my first collection coming out. Mm that and being yeah. like oh people are going to read them yeah right and people might that. yeah and he said like I mean it was in the last episode anyway but the example of like um, people just like coming up to him and going like oh right yeah, I've, I've seen your show or whatever and um, mm. with that it brings okay so they know everything about like my mental health or my experiences and that's yeah. not, not always like a nice feeling for everyone to know about totally. that totally and that's something so I'm working on my first show yeah at the moment and I'm waiting to get some funding in and what I think, because I've done like my first collection and I did a short film with the BBC that were really, really kind of 
heart on sleeve open this is mm. do you know what I mean like really with this I was like I'm like, what's I was kind of consciously was like I'm really going to distance me in this piece yeah that, I, that it's or, or what I wanted to do was like these are fictional characters these aren't about me and I've just finished writing the whole narrative poem and it's mad the stuff that comes out that I didn't even think about that when mm. I was doing it so it relates whole, to you there's a whole bit about there's a barmaid uh, a landlord actually called Clara who speaks about um, losing her husband to Alzheimer's right right and I didn't even I just wrote it like for politics I was like oh, that really works and then we were auditioning for it and so people were coming in and I gave that bit it was like well and I was like, doing it I was like oh god dear this is about my nan how did I not think of that like <laughs> I lost my nan to Alzheimer's and my mum was kind of like like an unofficial kind of full-time carer she did so much um, and it kind of just looked at that um, and so it's interesting that even when you try and distance that mm. it's there's so much truth and it's almost impossible to um, to totally distance yourself. but I think as a as an artist you are allowed to so this feels so much more comfortable with the fact it's all in third person yeah it's all fictional characters to an extent there's, I mean there's truth in all the characters I'm in all those characters and it feels much more comfortable for me if yeah. that makes sense um, so have you had any work that you've released where you haven't felt comfortable then once it's already been yeah there? no definitely like I the even I, now I look at some of the poems that I put in the first collection, even the short film um, that is about a mate of mine going to prison. Mm. And the is that the BBC? Thing? Yeah. yeah. And the poem, What's that called again? Sorry. It's called Dog Like. Right. Um, and the poem is about that conversation that we had. Um, and that, I wouldn't do any, that to me, that, I mean, to me now, I don't think I'd do anything like that personal. Hmm. That not only puts me in a space of vulnerability, but puts someone else I know in that space as well. So yeah. honestly, if that makes sense, I mean, he's fine with it. Yeah. But yeah. when it came out, I felt there was like, I guess you don't think about it coming out when you. Yeah. Just, that was just something I wrote like before. I thought like hmm. it was not like the BBC went, do you want to write this? Yeah. I wrote it and then somehow it ended there, um, and so I think that's something I've really learned hmm. that I'd be much more careful yeah that's interesting and that's where um yeah i guess that's where you can have like therapy even if it's not therapy but more like conversation with friends and stuff that doesn't necessarily have that like thing that's going to be then released if it's not exactly how you want to present yourself um, yeah and also there's like what i'm getting used to um in terms of i guess it links into mental health um how long things take to come out mm. like um so that poem was written in like 2019 didn't come out till 2022 some yeah. of the poems in the collection were written in 2015 and they didn't come out to 2021 yeah. and so that kind of you do feel really vulnerable in the sense people tend to read something or see something and go that's what you're going through right at this moment yeah. and you kind of go no it's yeah so like learning to navigate that has been really interesting yeah and, and have you wanted to almost like move on from that experience or conversation as well and people have because it's only just come out like tried to take you back to that and yeah like, I guess so yeah yeah, yeah I guess so because like life moves on and you change as a person don't yeah you? I felt like that with my shows it's about mental health and like you said it's taken like this has been in the process since like lockdown and before, mm. before it and it's like my experience with mental health are ever changing and sort of some things I just want to like leave behind me and it's like oh, totally, it's yeah. hard to do that when uh, you're waiting for arts council oh, it's, <laughs> awful, it? it's the worst thing but even like so it was even like talking to mental health and just like 
learn what now is like my coping mechanisms like running it's just so much better I'm so much yeah. more aware of it so it was like a few weeks ago I felt myself going into that kind of depression again and so straight away I, was, I got out to the countryside for like two days and went camping right um, and met my dad and came back and the headspace was met. like it's obviously not a total fix and there's no such thing as a total fix mm. but it's like that coping mechanism of like oh this space has become negative now yeah. get out of it reset and come back um, and what were the signs to, to, for you to notice that uh, just it's more of, yeah like you said the struggling struggling to like get motivated struggling mm. to um, yeah kind of get out of bed kind of um, and just like then you, you just notice that you, you fall into these negative habits don't you that I'm really aware of now so yeah like, right let's get let's get out kind of thing yeah I think that's like you say because you've had the surroundings of, uh, of, mm. of people who've talked about it and you've had experiences with professional help like that awareness has given you a strong foundation there to um, be aware of things I guess and be aware of your own traits yeah totally which is totally. yeah which is good I, I think that was the most helpful thing about CBT for me as well right. um, it just lets you like spot yeah, those things there you go I didn't even think of that as CBT but of course it is mm. isn't it yeah um, see I'm not really good at putting things together <laughs> <laughs> of course that's exactly what it is so there you go yeah. th- here's me being like that therapy don't know about it it definitely worked <laughs> <laughs> yeah spotting like, cycles isn't it I think yeah but, but then I got like referred on to like a more intense version and that okay. didn't help me really because right. I'd already had this like whole spotting cycles thing and that was like a proper revelation for me. Right. But then the next bit, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it was almost like a bit more of the same, but just over like a longer session or something. Or like yeah. there were things that people could get out of that, but mm. I, it wasn't what I needed. And they were like, I think you need like more person-centered like counseling or something like that. And yeah. um, but I guess you've answered that you're, you're more aware of your mental health now, but yeah. like, what, what would you say like is something that like, is there a place you, you want to be or do you feel like you're basically like pretty much in a in a cycle where you can recognize things and you control of it or do you, you feel like there's still a ways to go with that no i think there's definitely still ways to go i don't think i think like i mean this year it's, it's been amazing because i had some arts council funding that let me write hmm. um and which gave me more time than i've ever had ever before um and i think i've therefore had more times to put in coping mechanisms that you know um, that we were talking about that kind of flexibility um, I do worry what it would be like if suddenly I had that structure of like a four nine to five again yeah I was yeah I was gonna say I had that as well yeah. with the lockdown when I had to get a job I, I really resonated with what you said about the, the sort of secular yeah uh, sort of routine of it all and I remember like how my, my mentality was like I'm gonna get to the end of the week yeah but then you'd get to the end of the week and you'd be like yeah but it starts again next week mm. and then the next week after that and then the next week after that and like for me that like yeah I really couldn't cope with that thing I, I know that like there's people who, who are really good at that and love the sort of routine of it and um, I was like I really wanted to be like that and mm. have like have a routine and that was the whole reason I went for that job um, right. but yeah like do, is that something that you just reckon you're just incapable of as well or I is don't it know if in case, like I don't think it naturally suits me and I don't know why I don't know if it's like a Again, we, we were talking about like neurodivergency and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, maybe it's something to do with that. I don't know. Like, I've mm-hmm. not had, like, I'm still learning about the, the certain things. I'm like, oh, maybe that kind of fits. But I'm really, because it was so not a conversation to have when we were younger. I've not just not, like, had any medical things about it. 
no. that makes sense. Um, yeah, so, no, I get what you mean. It's, yeah. like, it's hard to like. It's hard to know whether it is a. It is like a a brain thing and yeah. like a mental health thing, or if it is just the fact that we're just like I don't know, so like easily distracted and need like. Dis- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and people, I've you know, people I've worked with, friends, have always been like, you know, we think you've got these things, and mm. uh, but. So maybe it's something to do with that. Maybe that's something I need to explore in the future that would help. Um, maybe it is something I'm going to explore, um, but maybe I don't feel quite ready to explore it yet. I don't know. Yeah, um, and that's it's good that you recognise that as well. Yeah, um, I think that's really important because I think I'm the same. Like I've still got a long way to go to understanding my mental health, and I've got like we've both both had that useful CBT thing yeah. of like yeah. recognising those cycles, but. Uh, other than that there's still like yeah things like that I, I just don't yeah I don't understand um, I don't know if I understand myself like as much as I could do or would mm. like to um, it's like no wonder because we get pushed through so quickly yeah do you know what I mean like I think I ran last year I ran um, I'm meant to be wrapping up aren't I but I was like, yeah, yeah. last year me and Audrey ran a thing for um, contact called the house is on fire that was all about youth politics youth voice and we went in thinking we were gonna. We did like a massive piece of research with loads of young people from across the city, and and we thought it was all gonna be about like the environment, about like the political situation, about class, about race, you know, these big mm. topics. And they were there, but the most common theme was time, of young people not feeling like they had time to be themselves, right? And not pe- young people feeling like time moves too quickly, and young people feeling like they've got to make these mad decisions, big decisions before they're ready to and. I thought that was really interesting because I, I, and I'd never thought of it, um, and it made me realise like, um, yeah, how true that is. That, so it resonated with you as yeah, well. Yeah, from like the age of, but they go to school, uh, for and suddenly at sixteen, eighteen, you've got to make big life decisions, mm. and there's no, there's very few, maybe only the very privileged to get that pause for like a, a year or two. Oh, gap year. Yeah, where they thing. get to yeah. say no, don't worry about it. Going. Or it, but then really it should be more than a gap year shouldn't it because mm. how do you know when you're 18 what you want to do yeah I think I, I studied history because <laughs> <laughs> I think I like my history teacher you know what I mean <laughs> what has fancied them or Mr Bounds oh, alright <laughs> <laughs> um, probably not then um, um, but yeah I don't know yeah I think there is something in that time yeah definitely I mean m- the main reason I went to uni when I did was because everyone else was doing it and yeah. like, my, my friends were I mean and, and I was just like, oh, I don't really feel... I wanted to do, like, acting or something right. like that. What did you do in the end? Well, I did contemporary theatre. Oh, um, cool. Which, obviously, now I'm still, like, doing a lot of that. But it's like, um, that wasn't... Like like I said, with these rules I had in my head, mm. I was like, no, I want to write and act for TV. I want to be like... Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, at the time, before he got, in my opinion, annoying, I wanted to be like the next Ricky Gervais or something. Okay, I was cool. like, that's what I'm doing, all right? And yeah. Amy had the same thing, and we both were at the same uni. She wanted to be Catherine Tate or something. Right. And we were both like, that's what we're going to do. And then they beat us down at uni. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, no, I think I think that's I think that's so true, and it's it's that's what's great about doing creative things with young people. I guess is that like they'll give you that perspective on um, growing up that maybe like you didn't have time to have yourself. Like, mm. oh, um, definitely, yeah, mm. definitely. Um, I think that is one of the great things. You, yeah, there's places like this can offer. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, Rory, for, okay. for this. It's been it's been lovely, um, and we'll have to. Go on runs now. Yeah, like, let's you can do it. you can be my motivator for that. Let's go for a jog, <laughs> see how it goes. Oh my god. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> right. Do you want to start like now or should yeah, we let's do yeah. it? Alright. Here we go. It's recording. Jog one. <laughs>
Oh god, we're in outer space here. Yeah. Right. Should go down there. <laughs> right, we're already getting a split up. This is right, I'm bad at this, right? Uh, I go running with friends sometimes and one of them actually stopped me and said, you're gonna have to warm me when you're turning. Right. Because I'm cause sometimes I'll just like I'm like a border collie and I'll just like go in a different direction. It's like he fucks my ankles up. Yeah. <laughs> got, I always laugh like when I mean I live a bit further out now, so it's not as much of an issue. But when I used to live in the city, um like and it's busy at the start of the run you can just dodge around people you're like boom boom dodge 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 by the end you're just running through people <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah I, I used to do a thing where i like step harder so then they know i'm there so then they oh, can really? move out my way no, not no, like no, like no, a no. t-rex sort of technique <laughs> here we go i don't think i've ever had some around with this one. Oh, because the idea was i was going to take you to the running track that was it yeah that sound that sounds like that's where all the serious people are. Yeah. Um, I reckon I'd have been bullied there. <laughs> no. It's, a dead, it's actually, so it used to be like that. But, um, and so I don't actually go and do it with a club or anything now. I kind of go really early in the morning. I'm out of breath. <laughs> um, but but the, the, the clubs are really welcome space now with loads of different age ranges and like talent ranges. But I love it because it's like, it's in Stockport. And it's like at the back of this park and it's totally round, surrounded by trees. You get there early, no one's there. And it's kind of like, it feels like you're at the kind of temple. It's wow. like, and it's so, so it's built so you don't really get any wind as well. So it's perfectly still. Um, and it's really cool. cool and, do you, way. and do you find that that is like one of the more relaxing ways of doing it? Or do you prefer it when you're in the countryside and you can oh, see like... countryside. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, do you know what? There's something really... Like, I love stepping on the track, there's like an energy to it. And it's kind of like, you know you're going to do a big workout. Um, so there's something quite, should we loop round? Let's loop round. Yeah. Um, there's oh. something well, really <laughs> peaceful about that. But no, yeah, the countryside be amazing, is great. Do you ever do like, what's it called? Is it called fell running? Where you like run around like, mount, like up and down mountains? Up and down mountains. So I've done a little bit of fell running. Um, I think I can see as I get older that could be something that I get into. <laughs> That's bit. the goal. The goal, the dream. Yeah. I've got a mate who's well into it. Feels like there's added danger with that, which for better or for worse makes it an experience. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, you hear some crazy stories of people like running like 150k, like not stopping for five days or whatever. Yeah. Not slow. I couldn't do that. No. I'm done. Yeah, an hour and I'm. I'm done. I remember I was road tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I was road tripping through Scotland a few weeks ago, oh, and nice. I saw people cycling it. Oh, I just, I just looked at them. I was just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> like, you feel, I think part of it it was envy because it was like that yeah. seems like something that I should like. Well, I did a bike ride years ago. I flew, me and a mate, we flew to Portugal, South Portugal, and we cycled back. You wild camp like the whole way. It sounds great, but also sounds like why are you doing that to yourself? Oh, that's what we thought. Do you know what? What do you know? The hardest part was putting a tent up and down every day <laughs> and packing it. It just around. It was amazing. The best things I've ever done. Um, but that did not happen. But you could have just gone there and gone for a piss up. Do you know what? We got people. Yeah, we did still get pretty hammered. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That sounds lovely to be honest. Those days. Do you feel uh, 
even this short run is it uh, perfect like it's going to release loads of positive endorphins just yeah. doing that so we'll get a natural high after it. it's all about the natural <laughs> highs in your late 20s your 30s late 20s <laughs> get where you can don't you these exactly <laughs> exactly there you go good as yeah. this waiting for it to be sapped right back out of me tonight <laughs> yeah Smash lovely it. Well, thanks for dragging me out, Rory. I appreciate <laughs> it.